Uh, good morning, everyone, and happy Sabbath. Uh, for, yours, for you, those that don't know, my name is Devold Kutcher. I'm the principal at Tri-City Christian Academy. And uh, isn't it quite a blessing to see so many young people up on the stage this morning just praising God, right? Let's give them a hand. Um, I want to start off by just saying um, to the members of this church and, and even the constituent churches and non-constituent churches, you know, it is because of your sacrifice and your commitment to Christian education and Adventist Christian education that these kids are on the stage this morning. And, and um, you know, I always see when, when, when I came to Tri-City, it was always for me, it's a miracle uh, for so many churches to come together to create what they were able to create in, uh, in TCA. And it's all by God's grace. And so we're extremely thankful for that. Um, this is one of our um, programs that we have at the school that we are extremely proud of under the, the great leadership of Miss uh, Loretta Spivey, who has done this for many years and is still going to do it for us next year. But this is a great opportunity for our kids to really go and give back. You know, um, as you'll hear from some of the testimonies from our students today, um, it's life changing. And so um, I know next year we're going to India. And I know that some of you were part of sponsoring these students. And, and so again, from, from the school's um, perspective, we just want to say thank you. Our goal next year is really to become service-oriented as a school. Uh, we are looking at shuffling our schedule in such a way that on Fridays, our kids will be involved in service projects every single Friday. And we want to do something that uh, Mount Pisgah has done fantastically, and they did it this year. Every four years, the whole high school has to go on a mission trip. Some stay in Asheville, some go to, the Key, West, to Key West, some go to Dominican, and some go to Africa. We want to do that too, because we understand, I don't know about you, but in my own personal experience, when I am in service of God, I sometimes find that I benefit more than the people that I'm serving. And that's what we want for our kids, right? And again, just in closing, it's because of you that we are able to do this. And I know God is the one that provides everything, but we have to be open and willing to have Him use us to have institutions like TCA. So again, just thank you so much. We appreciate everything. And as you'll hear from this morning from our students, uh, this was truly a life-changing experience for them. So thank you. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Um, my name is Hannah Gabrielle Marks, and of course, I'm from TCA. Um, this year, I went on my first, yeah, what's this year? Okay. This year, I went on my first mission trip ever. Um, when I first heard we were going to Africa, I immediately called my mother, and I was like, I need to go. Um, of course, my mother was busy. She had things to do, so my older brother went with me. Going to this mission trip, I had no expectations at all. I went with an open heart and an open mind, ready to do anything and be helped to anybody that needed me to be helped to them. Um, the flight was long. It was like about two days, I think. And I was jet lagged. Like, I was so tired. 
um, when we first arrived, it was pretty late. Um, that morning we had to wake up and we first went to the construction site. At first, in my mind, I was like, I'm not gonna do construction because I have no idea what I'm doing and if I do something, I'm afraid the building's gonna like collapse, I don't know. But um, I was like, I'm gonna do VBS. When I first got there, I went straight to construction. I don't know why, but I did. And when I was there, I saw how they were teaching us how to do things and that you didn't really need like any experience at all in building to be able to help. And when I went there, I wasn't expecting anybody to talk to me because I just didn't think, I thought they would be shy. But immediately got there, kids ran up to us and they talked to us. And one kid named Raphael, we played soccer with him the first day we got there. He was so sweet and everything. He was so nice. Um, from the days forward, I did construction, and in the evening, I would take a break because I was tired, and I would hang out with the kids there. There was this one girl specifically, her name was Jacqueline, and she talked to me, and we became really, really close. Like, every day, I could be anywhere, and somehow she would just find me and just give me a big, gigantic hug, or she would cover my eyes and be like, guess who it is? And I knew it was her. Um, but we always had fun, and they showed us around where they stayed at. And at that moment, I realized that I'm really ungrateful because they have little to nothing over there, but they're all so happy. They seem to be in tuned with what goes around them. With us here, most of us, well, I don't know if most of you guys are not happy, but a lot of us sometimes get happy, unhappy over the little things and we complain over little things when we shouldn't. Being there taught me that there's more to life than what we have here. We can help others by doing little things. You don't even have to do anything really big. You can help them any way you want. Um, the dedication day, we finished building the building in about five days, right? Five, six, I don't know, one of those numbers. But we finished building it, and at the dedication, I was telling myself, I am not going to cry because it's supposed to be a happy day. But later, but before the dedication, I had sat down on the patio and I called my dad and I was just crying, I was just bawling because Jacqueline had told me that I was her sister and that she told me that she loved me and that she didn't want me to go and she asked me if I could come to her school and I was just crying to my dad about how I didn't want to leave her. I didn't want to just leave her and never see her again. So I was just crying. So on the dedication day I was like, you can't cry because I don't want her to see how sad I was that I was leaving. So she found me and, you know, everything was okay. And then I looked at her and she started crying. And then that's when I started crying. And I couldn't stop crying. Like, no matter how hard I tried, I just kept crying. It wouldn't stop. And so we walked around and she was just hugging me. And she was like, don't cry, don't cry, I'll see you one day. And to this day, I still believe that I will see her one day and that we will be reunited. But like I said, going to Africa was an amazing experience. It taught me so many things and I learned so many things from going there. And God changed my life in the way of being more grateful and seeing things for how they are and not 
well, basically, he didn't sugarcoat anything for me. They're all so happy there, and here we're just complainers. So, yeah, Africa is amazing. And if you ever have the chance to go on a mission trip, I suggest you go. I know it's a lot of money, but God will somehow provide it some way, somehow, and you'll get there. So, yeah, thank you. Hello there. My name is uh, Andrew Kelly. Um, I'm a sophomore at TCA. Um, so yeah, this was my very first time um, like ever out of the country. Like I haven't done much traveling, um, but um, it was uh, super amazing. So um, first of all, this uh, mission trip to Kenya uh, was the best experience ever and the people were awesome. Um, I love meeting new uh, people, seeking, seeing new places and making an impact on the others. Um, the construction work we were doing was hard, but um, it was also enjoyable. Um, when we erected the school, we were building both blocks and building people. Um, what really impacted me in the way those people live and uh, yet how grateful and happy they still are, um, it really made me realize how good I have it and that I have nothing to complain for at all. Um, most people, uh, they have nothing, but um, they still have a smile on their face. Um, it was amazing on Sabbath hearing those kids and the principal at the school singing their hearts out so loud for God. Uh, it was the best thing I had heard in a long time. Uh, the safari we went on was super cool, and I loved seeing God through all of his nature and the amazing animals we got to see. Um, it was an amazing experience, and I would 100% do it again. Um, it was awesome to see God helping us work quickly, yet efficiently, even though most of us had never done anything like this before. Um, he kept us safe, and we were able to finish the building in only five days. Um, you know, I love meeting the kids and making friends with them. Um, as Hannah was talking about, you know, uh, it was very emotional for many people when we finished the building and had to leave. Um, but that was because of how much everyone loved the, the place there and the people. Uh, the entire trip was very eye-opening and helped me to be a better person. Um, if you ever have the chance to go on a, a mission trip like this, um, yeah, like Hannah was saying, it costs a lot of money, but um, God will provide. Um, if you have the chance, take it. You won't regret it. Um, it brought me closer to God, and it will bring you closer too. Thank you. Happy Sabbath. My name is Carla, and um, I'm 14 years old. Um, when I went to this mission trip, I did not know how it was going to be or how it was, I was expecting it. It was my first time on an airplane, first time everything, first time mission trip. So I was really nervous. Um, at first, I really didn't think much about it. Uh, when, we, uh, when it was getting closer for us to leave to the mission trip, I started getting nervous and I started realizing how far I was going from home. And 
Um, but all of it was worth it. All the kids there were smiling, and everyone welcomed us with a big smile. Um, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so when we got there, I felt like it was nice. We had an amazing time, um, like they said, when we built the buildings. I really wasn't gonna build anything. I really didn't, but I did more um, VBS, and I enjoyed it. Uh, many other things that I did in the past came back. Um, a teacher that I had in third and fourth grade, Miss Primero, she came with us, and we went through some songs and stuff that we learned in her grade, and I just, like, memories came back, and I was just, like, so happy teaching the kids these things. The songs were amazing, and crafts and stuff that we did with her. Um, building the building was nice, like Hannah said. No, no one knew what to do, but we were taught, and we, were, we did it in time. And the safaris and everything was amazing. When we were leaving, I did not want to cry either. I didn't want to cry. The girls were amazing. They were all starting crying. And I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to hold down the tears. But I didn't end up crying. But when I came back, I also told a story to my church. And I started crying. Because <laughs> I didn't cry when I was with them. But then I started crying about how much I missed them. They were amazing. And <laughs> I don't know. It's just really life-changing for everyone. Thank you. Good morning and happy Sabbath, everyone. Uh, many of you don't know me, and those who do, well, I'm introducing myself. My name is Maria Prindle. I'm ninth grade, and I'm lucky enough to be a freshman at Tri-City Christian Academy. When Miss Spivey first came to us to tell us about this mission trip, I was very eager and excited to go because, well, I've never been out of the country. I most definitely was nervous, <laughs> but when I told my mom that I wanted to go, she, well, with some convincing, she let me go. Um, so when I went to go get my passport, it was definitely difficult because I don't live in North Carolina. I live in West Virginia. So there were lots of forms that had to be filled out even with that. But by God's grace, I was able to go, which at the end, I didn't think I would be able to because I didn't have my passport, but somehow I was able to go. When it was time to go on the airplane and go to the airport and do everything, I asked Ms. Primero why she wanted to go on mission trips and why she loved them. She didn't necessarily give me an answer. She just told me I would see when I got there. And I was really confused on what she wanted me to see or what I would see. But <clears throat> after, after I got there the first day, it was like midnight when we got to the hotel and I was, I was tired. I was up for several hours. The, there were two very long flights that were eight hours, and I was just exhausted. It didn't really hit me that I went to Africa until the next morning when I was on the bus and heading to the school. Um, when I got to the school, I wasn't really, I didn't have expectations because, you know, in America, we're not necessarily as opening as the people there. So I wasn't expected 
I wasn't expecting to be welcomed the way I was. They were so sweet and caring and kind. And after that, during that first day, I had several of the girls and a young man, Raphael, show us around the school and show us what they do and how they live. And I truly, I was awestruck that in America we have so, we have so much more and over there they have so, they have less than what we have, but yet they're happier than we are. Um, when we went back to the place we were staying at that evening, Ms. Pomero came up to me and asked me if I figured out why she wanted me to see. And I did because it's not something you can really tell someone how amazing a trip is. You have to experience for it for yourself and I truly it was eye-opening and I told her that I didn't really know what community love was until I went there because they don't they don't know you but the kids would run up to you and hug you like they've known you your entire life and so the next day when it was it it was Saturday and we went to the school and we had, we went and had church and the principal was just as enthusiastic as the kids for singing the songs. And it was amazing because we have nice principals here and everything, but <laughs> I think you're fairly nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> The principal there was very enthusiastic with the kids. He would sing the songs. He would, I think he was, <laughs> I think he was one of the loudest people there. And <laughs> when I got there on Saturday and experienced all of it, after the service, the girls were talking to us and telling us every, like all these stories and we took several pictures with them um, in front of the school logo. And it was, it was truly like, it was nice. And uh, after we went home, I realized that, wow, we have all these churches at, in the US and we have our cars that we drive to them every single day. Well, not every day, but every Saturday. But I don't know. It seems to me in the U.S. it's hard for us to go and be excited to go to church. It seems more of a chore and not a blessing. And so I was honestly really shocked on how these people were getting to church through walking and riding um, these motorcycles to church, like they're, they're taxis on a motorcycle that was just amazing and how they got to church. Sunday was the first full day of work and I was tired afterwards. Let me just say I was tired. Like I never, I don't think I've ever been that tired before. But we did construction and I did BBS as well. I did both. 
and the kids were just so excited to learn on what we had to teach them and then and I think that was amazing because I wasn't expecting them to be excited the way they were anyways fast forward to coming back I was asked what I learned and if I would go again and I would go again it was very it was nice I would most definitely go on another mission trip because I felt like I actually did something. And it's a nice feeling when you think you made a difference. And so I learned in all that I should be more grateful for what I have because I have a lot compared to some people. And I don't think I'm as grateful as I should be. And so Overall, I learned that I should be more grateful for what I have because some people don't have as much, but they're way happier. And I am lucky to go to a school that I go to. And so on the way back, it was also difficult because we had to fill out more forms in the airport. And I forgot to fill it out on the first flight. So I had to fill it out in the airport. And it was hard getting back. But all in all, we got back, we got safe. We slept when we got home. Some of us didn't go to school the next day. I did. And I was very surprised on how happy everyone was to see me back. Like, wow, friends can be enthusiastic. <laughs> you don't know until you've gone across the, the, across the world and you come back. Very enthusiastic. But I learned so much, and if you have the opportunity to go, I would most definitely go, because it's an experience that you can't necessarily get here in the U.S., and you can't find. You have to go and do it yourself. Thank you for letting me speak with you guys today, and happy Sabbath. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nyamal Gadkwath, and a little background information. I'm, not, I'm 15 years old in ninth grade, and I go to school at Tri-City. Um, uh, my parents were or are from South Sudan, so I'm South Sudanese by blood, and that's in East Africa, and that's very close to Kenya. And for some summers, I would fly to South Sudan, like last summer I went to South Sudan. So um, and my, it's very close. Yeah, my dad lives in South Sudan, too. So Kenya and South Sudan were really close, and once I heard that um, there was a mission trip to Kenya, at first I was like, oh my goodness, if I go to Kenya, I can see my dad, because he can just go there. That was my master plan all along. <laughs> but I also thought of other benefits to go so I could convince the people I stay with, because right now I stay with my auntie. I was thinking, I can see my dad. It's a mission trip. My dad will pay for it. And I'm going with my friends. This is perfect. So I told Auntie, and she was just like, hmm, okay. Let Dina go too. And Dina's a classmate. So I went with Dina and everyone else at Chai City. And I was like, okay, it's going to be fun. And I'm used to flying long, so it wasn't that bad. And there were lots of shots and requirements to go to enter in Kenya. And I had already gotten them. So I was like, wow, this is a breeze. Like, this is going very well. <laughs> Um, and I already had my passport. I was like, wow. Uh, only thing that we needed to get was malaria pills. Um, I was actually very shocked because when I fly to South Sudan, I uh, never got malaria pills. And I never got malaria, I don't think. So I was like, mm. I got them because it was required. I didn't take them. I'm still going strong. 
Anyways, so um, it was actually two eight-hour flights uh, from here to Paris, I think, then Paris to Kenya. Oh, oopsies. It was uh, here to Atlanta, Atlanta to Paris, then uh, Paris, I think, to Kenya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm used to taking three flights, but I was like, oh, two eight-hour flights? I've never went this route. So I was kind of excited because we went to Paris, and I was like, oh, it's so fun. And when we were at the airport, uh, Carla, Maria, and Dina and I, we learned a little bit of French, and we went to a restaurant, and we spoke French to get food. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> and it was Maria's grandma over there. She taught, <laughs> bless you, she taught, um, she taught Maria and I a little bit of French to order, and it was fun. Anyways, um, after that, we, after our restaurant order, we made it to Kenya. And it was late at night, and I was just like, oh, I'm so sleepy. And I was like, where's the bus? And we all got our luggage. We were just sitting out in the airport um, parking lot or outside of the airport. And we're just like, oh my gosh. Where's the, where's the bus? We're so tired, we gotta sleep. It was like 12, and I felt like we had Zooms two days in, in, in the span of one day, it was crazy. But when I was standing, I saw a very tall man. I was like, huh, that man is tall. Anyways, and then I went to talk to my friends, and then um, an adult came there. He was like, Namal, that's your dad. I said, oh, really? <laughs> And then I saw him, I was like, wait here, guys. And I started running, I was like, zoom, and I ran. <laughs> and I saw my dad, and I gave him a hug. I was like, dad! It was, the thing is, though, I'm pretty tall myself, and my dad's even taller, and he hasn't carried me like a baby since I was a baby. He picked me up, and he was like this. It was kind of wholesome, and I was very happy I got to see my dad, and I was very thankful I got to see my dad as well. Um, now to the actual mission trip. Um, we started working with construction. We had two options, VBS and construction. And um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but everyone went to construction. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And then I did. And um, it was pretty, to understand it, it, it seemed harder than what it was. Because once you do it, you're like, oh, I can do this. Anyone can do it. I'm not very strong, but I was lifting up those blocks and we built the building. Not by myself, of course, but with everyone there who helped me and of course by God. So it was very, very good. I had a good time building the building and I felt happy and proud of the building that we all built because we did it together and we did it for people that we love. And yeah, and God was on our side. So that was really, really good and fun. Um, where we stayed at, because we didn't stay at a, we didn't stay at the school. We stayed at a resort, um, hotel type thing, and the people there are absolutely amazing. The food there is amazing. Uh, I remember two specific people. Their name was Moses and Sylvia. They work there at the resort, and every morning, because we had to wake up really early to work at the school, they would always like. Even though we felt like we had to wake up early, they wake up. They woke up earlier than us to prepare food for us. So I was thankful for that. And they would always just be so nice. Like whenever they'd see us, they'd be like, hi. And they would remember each and every one of us by our names. And they were just so happy, enthusiastic to all of us every morning, especially when it was with somebody's birthday. A few people had a birthday there. And every time there was a birthday, like Moses and Sylvia and the rest of his gang would just like sing and dance and be like, happy birthday, da 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 da. 
da 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 <laughs> I don't remember it that much, but they would just do so much. And I was like, it was in March. And I was thinking, man, can I just say my birthday is in March? I'm an October baby, but I wanted it to be in March so bad so they could say happy birthday. They were always enthusiastic, and I feel you could feel their energy come to you. So when you would see them happy, you would just feel happy too. They're like happy viruses. And I felt like their energy was just so amazing to all of us. And even though I might have woken up cranky because who wants to wake up at like five, um, I would see them, and then my day would be good. So I felt that was, uh, that was a good moment in the mission trip. Um, uh, we also had days where we went out into the uh, some cities in Kenya because where we stayed at was Kajiado I don't really know how to explain it but it's kind of geographically it's kind of like a grassy land ish but we also went into the city of Nairobi where we would go shopping we would buy things we also went to an ostrich farm and all those things were really fun uh, one thing that I was like really surprised by or not so so surprised by but like oh my gosh was uh when I went to the mall there, I, had, I have never been to a mall in Kenya, so when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this place is so like pretty. Like, it looked better than a lot of the malls here in North Carolina. So I was just like, oh my gosh, everything here is so pretty. And they had great food there. I remember I got ice cream three times. It was amazing. Not in one day, not in one day though. But the ice cream there was really good. It was Cold Stone Creamery. They have that over there. But, um, I think I went there so much, the last day I went there, the lady recognized me. <laughs> but anyways, some days, uh, some of our break days, uh, we would go shopping and buy things, and my dad would come too. And I was like, oh my gosh, how'd you get here, dad? He'd be like, I came here. I was like, hmm, wow, crazy. Um, I also remember this one specific uh, time when we were working at the school in Kajiado. My dad had came there, and he was like, okay, Miss Spivey, I'm going to take her home. She said, what? What do you mean? She has to stay here. And they're kind of like going back and forth a little, not arguing, but like, Miss hmm. Bobby was a bit like skeptical. And my dad was just like, come on, it's okay. She eventually said yes. And I got to spend one night in Nairobi, which was pretty cool. And I've not been to Nairobi that much. Uh, yeah. But fast forward to the end of the mission trip when it was time to go. I was lucky enough to stay an extra week in Nairobi to spend time with my dad and everyone else went before me. So um, basically my dad had to sign a consent form that was like, oh, my daughter can travel alone. And it was my first time traveling alone. And I was like, I live in North Carolina and here I am in Kenya traveling alone back to North Carolina. I'm gonna have to pray. Like, I hope I make it back in one piece. <laughs> Thankfully, I did, um, it was crazy. But while I was um, traveling back, it really gave me a moment to reflect on everything that had just happened. I was like, I just met a lot of people. A lot of the girls at the school were amazing and nice to me. They're very open and also very enthusiastic. A lot of the people there I met were enthusiastic. And I was just like, um, I should be thankful for what, like, what I, have and to change my mindset because what I noticed about the girls is just like when we were talking about things relatively we had like some some of the same like basic necessities right a roof over our head water food we had that right 
but the way they view life, their perception of it is way different from mine. For me, if something doesn't go my way, I get sad or I stay in my room or I just close myself. And I'm pretty sure like a lot of other people do that too when something doesn't go our way or if like something inconvenient happens, we just complain about everything, right? But like for them, if something bad happens, they change their perception. They look on the bright side. They're more optimistic. And I was like, I was reflecting on that. I was just like, I really gotta be more optimistic like them. Like I should. I should strive to be more like them. And when I saw when I saw a lot of the people at the mission trip, especially the girls, I was thinking like, wow, they're great people. And I thought everyone there were are great people as well. Anyways, that's all. I'm not much of a speaker, but I tried. Thank you. Okay, so now at this moment, we're gonna have the Q&A pastor Matt had mentioned, and it's gonna be uh, for Jordan Spivey. He has gone on a lot of mission trips. Well, I would say a lot, I haven't gone on any. <laughs> so if you guys have any questions, you can raise your hand and I will come around with the mic and you can ask Jordan. So you can raise your hand now if you'd like. Well, I'm, I'm real happy to hear the experiences. We are from Kenya sitting here, and we were kind of listening to see what you got. Uh, so we're really excited that you had a good time. But you did not tell us where you went. We, the whole time, we were here wondering, where did they go in Kenya? Could you tell us? We, um, that is a wonderful question. Specifically, <laughs> where did you go? What school and all that? So the school name was Kajiado, yes. And that was the city also. I believe it's West Kenya, more southish actually. To like southwest, like two hours from Nairobi. I heard. Oh no 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 no! The the name of the city was uh, Kajiado. Oh the resort. Oh Tumani Gardens. The name of the resort is Tumani Gardens. Morning, Jordan. Good morning. And, and I was blessed by all of the testimonies. Uh, really impressed that you all had the courage and uh, yeah, and the opportunity to to go on a mission trip like this. And uh, I'm just wondering the experience that you had. Maybe you can answer for yourself and for some of those that you went with. Um, the opportunity to help people there who who maybe had less than what we have here. Has, have you found that that has translated uh, when you got back to a more of a desire to reach out to those around you here, maybe neighbors or family or friends maybe who have less or maybe don't have the assurance of salvation? Has that, has that been your experience? Uh, I would say absolutely. I heard Mr. Kutzer say earlier, uh, when you serve, you receive it feels like you receive more than you give. 
And I think that the people who went with me can testify to the same thing that I feel like I got way more than what I gave to the people I went to, whether it was through the building that we uh, built, whether it's through the music, whether it's through just the interactions with the kids, whatever it was. And I feel like I received that service. So to answer that question, I would want to receive that same feeling wherever I go, whether it's here also. So I would be ambitious to serve somebody else just because now I, I've been, a, I've been, I've felt that feeling and I want to go back to that, you know, does that make sense? Yes. How many field trips have you been on? Uh, I've been on 12 mission trips. Uh, I lost count and so many people asked me on the trip that I had to sit in the bus one time and count it out. So I'm at 12 right now. Um, I think this is one that specifically, uh, well, that you can only answer, Jordan. Um, you've been on so many of these mission trips, right? And, and you've had these experience, experiences. How spiritually does that change you? Um, going through these experiences, is there, being on 12 of these mission trips, is there like a specific uh, spiritual blessing that you feel? And, 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 and what, what Sean was saying too, how does that translate to your life now that you're back in the U.S.? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I'm going to answer first with what keeps me coming back. So I keep going back on these trips because, like I said, the the way that you feel by helping somebody by seeing the smiles on their faces you guys said the building was built in five days which is correct they just kind of glazed by that but i want to like kind of emphasize there was a row of blocks on the ground that's it that was it and in five days there's a full building right there there's a full building right that people are going to be staying in in the next month max is that that's that's not a stretch. They're they're there like they're there, right? So it's it's just seeing that being able to see like how it is to help people, it makes you feel so good. And I'm going to use music for the example to answer that second question and uh say that when I try to help people when I feel that feeling of being on the trip and not thinking of anything, but I feel God, right? I feel God in his, this presence. Then when I come back and I sing for you guys, then my goal is to try to administer that same feeling that I felt in Kenya when nothing mattered and all I thought about was how I could serve God in this space where all I could see is grass, trees, and everything is just about God in that moment. When I'm here, it's the same thing. I try to administer that feeling to you. And that's what keeps me going back on these trips. And that's what I bring back and try to give to you all. Yeah, I'm hearing that quite a lot of the young people are so excited and, and, and um, sharing God. 
And uh, my, my concern and my question is why aren't we not as excited to share God here in America? You know, I'm saying you're going on, here's a mission field here. Um, what kind of connection can we make, use that experience to actually use that here and share God here? Because we have also mission field here um, that we can do. So are you, what are the, what are the, some of the, um, um, the, ben the lessons we can learn to actually share God here? You know, just don't go over there, but come here, bring back that, that vision and share here. My mom's nodding at me to answer your, she wants to answer your question, but I'm gonna answer first and then I'm gonna give her a chance. <laughs> um, like I said, I personally, that feeling that you receive when you're there, when you're helping people, is the same feeling that I reach for every time I'm up here speaking to you, every time I go out anywhere, every time I play for chapel, whatever it is, right? So in that feeling of service, I'd like to attempt to reach that same feeling. And it's not, it's not about where you are, that you're 100% right. It's not, I, you don't have to go to Kenya to receive that feeling. That's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not in Kenya. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is here, he's with us, right? So it's not about where you are. You're 100% right. I'd like to say that it's about just blocking out the distractions and being able to put yourself into that, into that space. And I'd, I wouldn't say that, uh, I'd say that Kenya kind of forces you to get into that space, right? Because there's, there's really nothing else. You're, you're there. You're not going to not work for those eight hours. You, what are you there for? You're going you're gonna to serve for that, that time, right? So I'd say just to put that same amount of time here in the U.S. I think you're absolutely right, sir. So what the trip does is forces you to be in a position that you can't help yourself. I could tell you story after story after story that would not have happened in America because we would have fixed it ourselves, right? So there was a situation where there were 80 kids and 40 sandwiches. Well, you just go to Subway and get some more sandwiches. But the kids prayed and more sandwiches showed up, long story. So you, you force yourself to be in a position where only God can help, that's number one. Number two is that I have a really good friend who does a ministry in Pennsylvania and he goes under bridges and he feeds the homeless, and he gives them services, and he talks to them. <clears throat> and we have a joke because he's not going to Kenya, but I'm not going under the bridges. I'll fly 25 hours. I'll talk to people I don't know. I'll manage the language. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not going under the bridges. God gives everybody something to do. And the big joke is that he's not going to Kenya, but I'm not going under the bridge. But both things are getting done. And so I, it makes me nervous when people come to me and say, I wish I could do what you do. Don't do what I do. Do what God is telling you to do. And if everybody, if every single person in this room does what God is telling them to do, we'll be in good, good shape. So yes, we should translate it here. We should absolutely bring it back, but we should also be clear to do what it is that God is calling us to do as individuals. Um, 
It's not necessarily a question, just a comment to piggyback on what uh, Sister Spivey said. Because I remember doing a, a mission trip to Africa years ago. And it's funny, this morning I was telling my cousin about how that was life-changing for me. But one thing that I remember that it did is give me perspective. And so when you're here in the United States, there's just some things that you're not going to understand until you go outside of your comfort zone and you experience something that you're not gonna see here. Like when um, the young lady had talked about the joy that she saw on individuals' faces, I remember how I had an opportunity to speak there and the lights went out but service continued. They held a flashlight over my Bible and kept church moving, <laughs> kept it going. Um, there was a little girl, I remember she came to church. She had on Snow White's dress. You understand when I say Snow White, like the costume that you would wear for Halloween. She wore that to church and she didn't know that it was Snow White's dress for Halloween, but there was this joy to go to church. And so I don't see that type of joy in the States, it's unfortunate, but when I went to Africa, I remember there was this joy, you know, people walking miles to come to church and be filled with joy. And to see that kind of joy and knowing they don't have, you know, the Holy Spirit rebuked me, you know, so it's like, I can't come here into the States and not bring joy knowing the amount of blessings that I have when people who don't have, they come with joy. And so there's just an experience that does not happen unless you go to places that don't have um, the material things, but have this unspeakable joy that only comes from God. while faith moves over there i'll piggyback off of that and say that uh the second sabbath we were there we had church under a tree we were not in a building like this with lights and a beautiful screen we didn't have it wasn't even like the first day where we had a nice roof overhead and uh rose we were under a tree and i can honestly say that that was one of the best worship experiences i've ever had so going back it's not about where you are it's about who you're with is about the Holy Spirit being there with you, worshiping God. All right, this question, I think you've kind of answered it already, and I don't know if Faith can just maybe, for anyone willing up front there, but what is something you're doing different now that you have come back? What is something that you've changed in maybe your lifestyle or just your perspective of something? But what is something that is different ever since you got back? One thing that I'm doing differently uh, is changing my perspective on life. Um, like I said, when I was on the plane ride, I was thinking about all the girls and like their energy, their happiness, and how it comes from within and also within here and also within here. You know, you kind of, it's, it's like, they're so optimistic. So when I got back, I was like, let me be optimistic. Like when something doesn't go my way, when something goes wrong, like, let me try to look at a positive side to it 
and how to prevent something bad like this from happening again so I can be happier and making the people around me happier, trying to be a happy virus like those girls were for me. That's what I'm trying to do differently. Um, for me, just like Namal said, being more optim how you say it? <laughs> um, optimistic <laughs> in situations that aren't so good and also realizing that it's not about where I am, it's about what I'm doing where I am, if that makes sense. My turn, Mr. Kutzer. Anyway, so mine is also more of a comment from Ms. Spivey and the gentleman over here. Um, for mo I think most of you know that we are from South Africa, and for us, we are in America because this is our mission field. Um, you know, we're from South Africa where we always see foreigners come and do the mission in our country, and when we were called to come to the States, we were actually coming because Mr. Kutzer was going to study to be a pastor. Things didn't work out, and I believe we are at TCA because that is our mission field. And um, I mean, people in South Africa keep saying, you need to come back, and this is where you need to work, and we're like, no because there's enough, there's enough missionaries coming to Africa. And, you know, like Ms. Spivey said, everybody has where they need to go, but TCA is our mission field, and I believe these students coming back from Africa, we do it with our kids when we go home. Um, we hope that every time they come back, they will realize how fortunate they are, but more than that, you, you know, be able to, in the school, in your family, friends, be able to influence them in um, um, reaching other people, you know, for God. And just, like, we're so um, blessed where we are. We have so much and so much to be thankful for. And every day, just sharing that with those around you that people see, like, one of my favorite thing, uh, quotes I always say is, spread the gospel and if you have to use words. Let people see it in your actions. Don't just speak up front, you know, let them see in your actions on a daily basis. I do not, I haven't had the privilege to get to know Jordan, but I can see in his action just at the school, I've seen that he's a man of God. And um, yeah, I'm thankful for all of you for being here and sharing that up front because I know it's not easy. So, I, you know, thankful for you guys sharing with us this morning. Are you from Africa? Because you know so much about it. I'm not from Africa. No, I was born in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, I have been to Africa three times. I went to Zimbabwe uh, at some point in my life, and I've been to Kenya three times. So I've been four times, actually. I just want to say that I, I was very impressed by you all in terms of uh, the perspective that you you got out of the experience in terms of um, the fact that those kids were so happy they they have a fulfilled life with nothing even if they have nothing and that you didn't go there and say ha, 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 look at these kids they have nothing we have so much in the US you, you, you learned and you grew from that experience and you, you found out the joy of living, not materialistically, but in, in, you know, you added so much to your life. 
So that is something that I was very impressed with. Um, because you can go there with that perspective and say, oh my goodness, these guys are so poor, you know. Then you're gloating about everything that you have. But that's not what I heard from you. So I pray that um, even the rest of us, you know, let's create that perspective. Um, if you can't go on a mission trip, you can hear it from those that have been. And uh, we can all grow from that. And uh, like, I don't know your name, what you said, but create a different mindset. Yeah. And allow God to work in us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I want to piggyback off that. My mom has a saying, uh, something happens in her day, she'll say, if that's the worst thing that happened to me today, I'll be all right. And that really, that's a great point, that that's the mindset that we need to have going into our day by day. Because if I tripped over my shoelace today, I have shoes on my feet, right? So that's the mindset that we should have. We can take a couple more. Don't be shy. I don't have a question, but I have a comment. There's one girl up there that got up front that spoke that I know that she's the shyest student that I've ever had. But to hear Carla talk and see all the pictures with her joy, her joy on her face, I know it really touched her life. And I can see that change already in her. And I think that's going to continue. That's wonderful. Um, so he was asking us like what we ate and stuff. The food there, it's fresh. You know how like the food here, it's like preservatives, chemicals, whatever else they got going on in this food. There, it's good. <laughs> like it's you can eat it and not feel like you gained like twenty pounds. You know what I'm saying? It's fresh and it was so good. We had. Every meal, we had options. Like, it wasn't just one thing. Like, for breakfast, we had, like, waffles, potatoes, coffee, um, fruit. Oh, the fruit was amazing. Um, uh, smoothies. You know, there was more than that. And vegetables and stuff. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for lunch, we would always have a good lunch. Like, the things that we ate there, it was like a meal. It wasn't like... You know how, like, for breakfast, we have kind of, like, food that's, like, cereal. They had cereal, but, like, they had other stuff to go with it. It was, like, a full meal. It wasn't, like, little bits of things. And we have, like, weird things here. No offense, but they're still good, too, but there it's better. I'm glad that you enjoyed our food. I'm just wondering if you actually got a chance to try some of the traditional dishes. And um, what would you say? I know a lot of people when they travel, I know when we traveled and moved here, we had a hard time with the food because we're used to our food. And we had a hard time with the food here. And so what would you, 
my question was, did you get a chance to try some of the traditional food that you don't actually eat here? And what would you advise people? I know a lot of people like to travel, but a lot of people are afraid because of the food. So when you travel with Maranatha, there's actually, um, the, all the food actually is coming from there. So there's somebody uh, from Maranatha who's in the kitchen with the people from Kenya, making sure that there's clean water, everything's being cooked. So if you go on a mission trip and it's with Maranatha like we did, you have no reason to worry about the food. We had chapati, which I believe is one of the uh, Kenyan dishes, and that was delicious, that was amazing. We had ugali, and that was also great. You see, they're, they're clapping, right? So we, so we had safe food that was also natural and delicious. So food, that should never be a worry for you. Yeah, and to go with Jordan and um, what he just said, the f you should never really be worried about what to eat because all of it's good. I'm gonna say right now, all of the food is absolutely amazing. Like, as Hannah was saying, like, you had, obviously, you, we had American options if we didn't like it, but just try it. If you can eat it, try it because you won't regret it. It's, it's super good. Uh, back to the food. A lot of it was good, but I understand some people might have dietary restrictions, like they're vegan, uh, vegetarian, or lactose intolerant. Um, I understand that. For me, I'm not, so I could eat anything. But for those people, a lot of the food they're like, it didn't like have like a lot of milk. A lot of it was already vegetarian within itself. Now, I don't know too much about the vegans. I mean, there was good salad, and um, <laughs> there was delicious cabbage. There was a lot of good food, so like really anyone could eat it regardless of dietary restrictions. And even if like you say like you're on a diet um, and you're scared to gain weight over there, because we ate like three times a day, and I think that's a lot for some people. But we went there, we ate three times a day. I came back, I didn't gain any weight, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't gain any weight. If, if, and a matter of fact, we lost weight because the food there was really good. Like it was really, really good. <laughs> With the, diet to, um, with the diet restrictions, I'm vegetarian and I'm lactose intolerant. And there was plenty of options even if you have these restrictions. There are st still so many options you can eat and you can still taste the cultural food because it's, you know, it's not all made, like we don't, they don't necessarily worry about it as much as we worry about it here in the US. So it, you could eat a lot of it and it was pretty good. Yeah, I felt good, I had energy. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's where we're gonna leave it off on, some food. <laughs> um, I wanna thank you all for inviting us, welcoming us, and Miss Loretto, you know, she has been doing this amazing, helping us go on uh, mission trips, and we're very grateful for her. So I wanna thank you so much. And I think we're about to do some music. <laughs> <laughs>